SBFL podcast. Welcome into episode six of the SBFL podcast, our first ever in-season episode. And this today's episode is going to sound a lot like the rest of the season's episodes. So Shane, tell them what, what they should expect tonight. Uh, you should expect a lot of stuff crammed into one show that may or may not be on more than one Zoom because, again, we do not pay for premium. Um, we've got a week one recap, week two picks, another voicemail from that crazy bastard in Iowa, uh, another bonus segment from our friends Crazy Ira and the Douche. Of course, we're doing trivia time. We got to recap some fab trades, Mike's power ranks, and we'll give you some more picks because we were so spot on last week. Um, everyone's making money. Um, a, a bonus segment, nervous or not, after week one uh, reactions. And to do it all, we brought in the hold king on, of the hold hill. on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, oh, oh the king of the hill. I got an intro song for him. That's oh. why I wanted you. I got an intro oh. song for Let's him. Let's hear it. Behold the king. The king of kings. On your knees, there he is, the king of kings. What do you say for yourself, Mr. Snow? Hey, man, first time, long time. You know, I mean, a big fan of the show. I'm glad I'm, I was glad I could be on and glad I could be king of the hill. Yeah, speaking of, I guess we could start there with king of the hill. I, when I made the fireside chat last Monday, I knew there was definitely a chance that, that your 150, whatever, I think it was 153 held up, but did you do, how much of a chance did you give yourself to have that 153 hold up and become the first ever King of the Hill? Well, seeing as Ira has a, a tendency to suck at fucking everything, <laughs> I thought there was like a hundred percent chance to be honest. And there fair. was three people within four points of you. That's pretty wild. Or four people. Yeah, but I'm one sorry. of them—I thought one of them had already ended by. Uh, time. Oh, that's know. possible. Well, the the three people that could have caught you were Mike, Ira, and Matt. But Matt was so far away that I really didn't think he even had a chance to beat Ira. Never mind catch you. And it turned out that he he made it pretty damn close. He he beat Ira, and then he made it pretty damn close uh, in becoming the first ever King of the Hill. Yeah, I mean garbage time. That's a fucking thing, isn't it? Oh yeah, big thing. Well, what what uh what segment you want to start with here first, Shano? Let's go uh, with the week one recap. Just okay. uh, run down the matchups real quick. We could start with mine. Uh, took down the fire. Pretty boring matchup. Did get a little exciting on Monday Night Football. Wasn't supposed to, uh, but Danny Dimes with that goal line pick. God, I don't even know what you would call that. Made it made it made me stay up. Uh, you know, but pretty boring matchup nonetheless. The fire stink. They're going to stink all year. Yeah, I lost well, my man. I lost my rivalry game to the Swines. I don't want to talk about it, so we'll just move on. What a loser! Uh, I completely and obliterately, completely and totally obliterated my loser team. Uh, I don't even know who it was. I was playing Casey and the Shitland Steamers. No chance. I don't even know why I was worried. Yeah, plus, you've, you've now got Jonathan Taylor as the lead back in Indianapolis. So uh, the Raccoons are on the march to the playoffs again. Uh, a big, another big story. For, <laughs> another big story from week one was Anthony had the eleventh most points scored, gets a W against the Portsmouth Seamen, and the trend continues. Go to Europe, lose games. Yep, yeah, we did have that podcast listen from Germany. So Frank, the secret is out. Um, you ratted on yourself with that one. 
Um, and now I know it probably wasn't even a top secret government trip. You just didn't want to tell us you were in Europe because you knew the SPFL implications. Um, and they came back to bite you 85 points. That's just embarrassing. And he was hey, voted best draft. <laughs> real quick, guys. Do you guys know the one team that actually won a game while in Europe? Was it Mike? I don't it was, I actually don't know. No, it was it was John Snow and the Kentucky. Eat it, bitch. Oh, wait, you gotta beep that out, Shane. Ah, uh, no, I gotta go back and edit it. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta beep that out. Mark the tape, beep that out. Um Sorry, when did Shane. you go to Europe? What year? <laughs> Last year I went to Germany. And oh. then I beat you in the playoff uh, you for week four. I, went I was gonna say it wasn't a playoffs. So I haven't been there in a bit. <laughs> What what was the other matchups? KJ lost the Hammers in their debut <laughs> south the of the Hammers, border. I'll tell you what, if Nick Chubb, so we're recording before Thursday Night Football, if Nick Chubb and Austin Hooper don't put up a big game, uh, Mexico City is just going to be on fire. Um, tables will be turned. He is going to go full panic mode, as he should. That team stinks, as I said before the season oh, started. Yo. Man, I, you know, I don't like to judge anyone before, you know, just one week into it or nothing. But, like, because I, I look at his team and I like a lot of the players on and I like a lot of the matchups this week. But uh, Stocko came out hot. I mean, he's full confident, man. If he, I could totally see him starting off 2-0 and and, and Hammer starting off 0-2 easy. Well, uh, the Baines play the campers this week, and it starts tonight with a Burrow versus Baker showdown to, to kick things off. <laughs> Um, so what, what we have a week two preview ahead. Let's, let's, there's, there's one game in week one we really need to talk about, and it is the ultimate Monday night meltdown. Um, I, you almost feel bad for the guy. You know, I actually did start to feel bad for him. Um, after I sent that message mocking him on Tuesday morning. Uh, but then I remembered, he said he was going to bench his defense, um, which is definitely allowed. I've got no problem with it. Uh, you know, in a certain situation, I might make that move myself, uh, but definitely some bad karma comes with it. It's a shitty move to make. Uh, so he deserved it. Oh, I never feel bad for anybody losing in fantasy football. The, fucking I, losers. Get over it. I've, as someone who was on the wrong end of a handful of Monday Night Meltdowns a year ago, it is hard to sleep afterwards. And I got to say, he melted down in the worst Monday night game because that kid didn't until what one thirty in the morning. That's brutal. <laughs> yeah, it was every bit of one thirty in the morning, man. I, I watched was, it with him too. Side chat, just going, "I'm pulling for you, man. I'm pulling for you." Wrong. What did we miss a matchup? Uh, I think we touched on at least all of them briefly. Uh, let's go. I think a, a normal transition here would be nervous or not. We've got a list of players that we were going to talk about to see if that owner should be nervous about them. You know, yeah. shitty week one. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll start with um, someone in your Shane bold prediction last week. You said DJ Moore was not only going to be a wide receiver one this year, you said he was going to be the wide receiver one for the entire season. He comes out what he scored six points last week. Are you nervous or are you not nervous with DJ Moore on your squad? Uh, I am not nervous. One thing I will say is I didn't know I was going to give a bold prediction until we started recording. So I did panic a little bit. Uh, I do still stand by that he's going to be one of the top receivers in the league. First is a little stretch, uh, you know, four catches, 54 yards. He dropped a touchdown. Um, you know, he had decent amount of targets, nine targets. First game with a new quarterback. I'm not worried about DJ Moore at all. John Snow, do you think he should be worried about DJ Moore? Uh, honestly, no, nah, man. 
I mean, the Carolina Panthers are not a great team. They're going to be losing a lot of games. He's going to get a lot of garbage time. I mean, I absolutely do not think he's going to be anywhere close to number one overall. But he'll he'll probably finish, you know, possibly top ten, but probably around that wide receiver ten to fifteen range. The the best uh, highlight from DJ Moore this weekend. Did you all see the clip of him and Rob, uh, Robbie Anderson on the sideline? When Robbie, sure, Andrew, sure. He, Robbie Anderson looked up in the crowd and saw the, the mascot and said, what's that bear doing? And DJ Moore went, it's a panther. We're the panthers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see that. That's awesome. It, it was pretty funny. And Robbie Anderson's like, oh, what's his name? And it was a whole clip, but the, Robbie Anderson thought the panther was a bear, um, even though he plays for the panthers. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh Let's get a trio of hammers here. Let's just kill all three hammers with one. Uh, Drew Brees, Mark Ingram, and Nick Chubb. Are you nervous about any or all of them? Let's let's start with Snow. Um, I would be worried a little bit about Nick Chubb because it's clear that they want to get Hunt involved, and if they're losing, they're going to use Hunt. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be looking to ship him off, but I guess I just blew up your spot, so fuck you, KJ. Um, who were the other two? Uh, Drew Brees, uh, who who put up okay numbers, but just looked horrible, looked old. Um, and then Mark Ingram. I'd be absolutely worried about Mark Ingram. Um, it's you know they didn't just draft a, a running back, but one of their top three picks of the draft to not use him. And he's getting older, and they don't want to use him I mean, in blowouts. I'm sure, but I mean, he's not. He's just probably not going to get 250 touches and six receiving touchdowns or whatever the hell he had last year. And Drew Brees is, uh, you know, he's older or whatever, but he's still going to get all the, the playing time he can get. So he'll, he'll, they'll scheme up some easy touchdowns to Alvin Kamara and, and whatnot for him. So I think he'll end up being an all right play, but uh, I think he overpaid for most of them, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I two out of three, I'm with Snow on that one. Nick Chubb, I'd be worried about in terms of him being a top 10 back, which was what KJ had hoped when he was drafted. Um, you know, I don't know how much he paid for Chubb, 30 bucks or whatever compared to Hunt's 11 or 12. Um, I think they're basically going to be equal moving forward somewhere mid tier running back twos. Um, so I think he'll be playable, but he's not going to be what was drafted. Uh, Drew Brees is kind of the same thing. I'd be pretty worried about him. He looked awful. He doesn't throw the ball downfield down. Michael Thomas is down. Um, you know, this might be the last year for Drew Brees in the league. Um, he don't look so good. And, Mark Ingram, you know, I may have cut this week if I was KJ. So, yeah, in my opinion, I'm I'm okay with Breeze. I don't I don't love him, um, but I certainly don't hate him. Uh, Mark Ingram is actually getting to that cuttable point. Uh, J.K. Dobbins clearly was the person that they wanted to get the ball to, and they did get the ball to. And I'm not worried about Chubb at all. Chubb's a he's he's an athlete, a premier runner. They'll figure out a way. I, I think they'll figure out a way tonight. By the time you all are listening to this, you're going to know, Oh, Nick Chubb. Yeah, he's fine. Um, next one. We'll go quick here. Uh, the camper wide out number three, Keenan Allen. Personally, I am not nervous just because of who he is on my roster. Like I, he's a wide receiver three. Okay. I, if he was my wide receiver two or definitely my wide receiver one, I'd be nervous, but because he's my wide receiver three, I don't really, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, if that's your outlook, that's fine. I just think in terms of the name, uh, that's that's going to come way down this year from his past production because of Tyrod Taylor and maybe Justin Herbert. Um, I think Herbert's just an awful quarterback, so I don't know if he'll ever see the field um, this season. 
but Keenan Allen is, he was really relying on Phillip Rivers. And I think that that's showing, you know, it was Eckler and Allen last year. So, you know, Rivers likes his pass catching running back and a slot receiver. And then week one in Indianapolis, Naheem Hines goes off and then you got Paris Campbell getting like 10 targets or something like that. So maybe it was Rivers more than Allen. Uh, and he is not the best receiver in that division like he says. Although Tyreek Hill didn't yeah. have a great game either. Go ahead. Yeah, Stone. well, I think you're looking at I think you're looking at that the wrong way. Like you shouldn't look at him as your wide receiver three. You should look at him as how much you paid for him. I mean, how much did you pay for Keenan Allen? Seventeen? Eighteen dollars. Eighteen dollars. Do you, do you there think we go. you're gonna get seventeen dollars worth of, of, of productivity out of him because my wide receiver three i got picked up off the waiver wire and i know i'm going to get that much productivity out. Well, how of much did you, know you know pay for brandon cooks two bucks two bucks is that it for brandon yeah. cooks and it was two dollars yeah it was pretty yeah. cheap oh well was, yeah, that's the way i look at it. you could have you could have picked someone up for one dollar or whatever and got how many catches did he have five for 47 yards yeah he did have you eight, get that he had eight wire. he had eight targets though um and I, well, I don't know. So I'm did not... Logan Thomas. <laughs> okay, right, but Logan. Yeah, that's what go... I'm saying. You right, could, but you but... could have saved. You could have saved seven or sixteen dollars and put that on on someone who you know who's going to be a stud, and you know they're going to be a stud like Ezekiel Elliott or something, and you know just go pick up some bum. And I think he's going to put up horrific numbers like that. I do. I think he's going to put up uh, waiver wire cannon fodder numbers this year because he did rely on Philip Rivers so much. We'll see. I, I'll be interested to see what he does. I'm not. I'm not bailing completely on Keenan. I think he's going to be a serviceable wide receiver three. That's why I, I don't think he's a bum. Um, but I certainly don't. Oh put, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to make it sound like he's a bad wide receiver. He's a great, great wide receiver who, if he has a decent quarterback, he's going to ball. But he just doesn't. So, all right. This would be a fun way to wrap up this segment. The Portsmouth Seaman entire roster. <laughs> Are you nervous about the semen? <laughs> I would be if I was Frank. <laughs> Stafford didn't look good. Mike Evans is hurt. Cooper Cup, I don't think he did much. Jarvis is hurt. Saquon was awful. Melvin Gordon looked good. He's got that going for him. And his backup tight end looked good. Uh, other than that, Yikers. Yeah, Melvin Gordon's backup got hurt, so I guess that means they might use him more often. I know the OC has been known to use one running backs more often than not. But, I mean, how does Saquon – I mean – been a baller every time he's ever stepped on the field at the moment he plays for frank he sucks i mean oof. well he played that pittsburgh defense which is all well but now melvin gordon plays that pittsburgh defense so frank's got another tough day ahead of him on sunday for old melvin gordon yeah i'm obviously not worried about saquon but the rest of that roster stinks um at least from uh, preseason expectations. So I would definitely be nervous with an 85 pointer. You know, it's one thing to lose in week one. Uh, it's another thing to put up an 85 point, just shit your pants week one. Do we want to go to trade recap? Yeah. We only had one. Let me play the jingle. That for this, we'll make a trade called Barter. Trade Breakdown. This for that. that for this, we'll have it made with Barter. So we only had one trade, which is really weird um, in a league that trades so much. Uh, the trade was, and, and it was kind of a weird trade that we can kind of talk about the, the ruling that was in question as well. Um, Snow, you gave... You can go recap it. You were a part of it. What was it? What was the full trade? Um, I gave 17 fab. I received 17 fab dollars and 
Chase Claypool for Deshaun Jackson. That's right. And when it first went through, I thought uh, you just wanted Claypool and you wanted to give up Jackson and, and you're like, well, we need to make some fab obviously to make this even because Claypool is a lot worse than Deshaun Jackson. Um, so when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of a, a shitty trade just from a excitement standpoint, but it seems fair enough. Um, but then obviously you cut Claypool and then the whole shindig started with the rule that, uh, if you were, you were, you basically sold Deshaun Jackson, uh, for 17, um, which we have a, a fab auction process for that. So everyone has a chance, but, uh, the, the CAC, the commissioner's advisory committee is currently talking about that rule. And, and I think that rule might come up to a vote here in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I wasn't trying to, uh, uh, circumvent the rule there. I honestly thought that the rule was only in place if a player was going to go to waiver wire that way. I like, you know, say some valuable handcuff, uh, couldn't be had for, for less fab than, than he should go for if he hit the waiver wire, you know, say, uh, Dalvin could gets hurt. Someone comes to me and offers me fab instead of me dropping him, him in the waiver wire, waiver wire, and then going for 80 fab dollars. But that's not what happened. Uh, I just didn't want to have to deal with the whole auction thing. And I was going to keep them if I didn't get my player anyway. So I didn't think it was a big deal, but clearly I was wrong. No, I, I don't think you were wrong. It wasn't really a big deal. Um, but, and I ultimately, I didn't care. Um, I think the other two assistant commissioners felt the same way. And obviously the league felt the same way. Cause nobody hit me up on the side chat to say, Hey, I, I wanted a, a piece of Deshaun Jackson. I wanted a chance to get him. It was more so I needed to protect all of the um, all of the other people in the league because the whole point of the rule was say you wouldn't have to just shop like, oh, how much fab do you want for this guy? How much fab do you want for this guy? It was just that if somebody's available for fab only, that everybody has a chance at him. But ultimately, I think, uh, you know, Mike, Shane, and I kind of talked about it. It was like, well, maybe maybe we just need to make the rule, go back to what it was. If you want to put a guy up for auction, that's your prerogative. Uh, but if you don't and just have a trade that's good, like you had, and you don't feel like dealing with the auction, well, then so be it. Someone else could have done their due diligence to find uh, find out that you wanted Deshaun Jackson. So that was kind of – it was never – I never once for a second thought you guys were colluding. In fact, I thought it was a trade, legit trade. Um when yeah, it I mean, happens. Scrubs, to be honest. I mean. Yeah, pretty much. How about you want to jump into Fab now? Or did yeah, you have a last a comment segue. on the trade? Oh, no. I mean, I'll just uh, echo kind of what Noonan said. I think I said it on the side chat before him. Um, you know, I picked up two wide receivers, so I would have liked Deshaun Jackson, um, but I could have reached out for Snow. So, I mean, like if that was the deal that was agreed upon, and that's what it's agreed upon, um, you know, it's fair trade to me. So, yeah, it was. I it mean, was that's never my a thing. Like, as long as it's not, as long as it's not like, yeah, like two people colluding just so like, hey, I don't want so and so to pick up my player because he has more fab than you. Offer me twenty dollars or whatever, and I'll give them to you first. You know, that's colluding. Right. One hundred percent agree. So no issues. I think we should change the rule. Yeah, we'll talk about. It. I mean, we're talking about it right now, but I think it, it should go to a league vote. Maybe Saturday we'll we'll put up the league vote and and just kind of nix that rule from the rule book, so I don't. No one has to worry about it. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, let's move into Fab. Do I have a jingle for Fab I'm supposed to be playing? Uh, not yet. One day maybe we might. All right, sounds good. Uh, interesting Fab week. Yeah, I thought it was 
I mean, there's some fab spin. That was kind of boring, but there's some. There was a couple interesting buys. Um, OJ Howard going for twenty something bucks. Peyton Barber going for twenty something bucks. Thought those were two were a little pricey. Also, I, guess, I, I don't think yeah, either one of those. Yeah, I don't think either one of those had a, a second bid, right? Both of those were so just one bid. Uh, I think that's accurate. Yeah, so you got each of those for a buck. Other than that, not a whole lot going on. You paid four bucks for a defense. I was going to try to pay two for him, so that yeah. worked out for you. Well, I had to buy my Wentz insurance because that two turns the ball over like crazy. And I was thinking, all right, well, he's got barely an offensive line, and he's playing against Aaron Donald. So Aaron Donald's going to be in his face all day on Sunday, and he's going to just throw up balls, and Jalen Ramsey's going to go catch him. And so I don't want all those minus twos. And at least if I have the Rams defense, I get the minus two for Wentz, but I get the plus two for the defense. It's just Wentz insurance. You got any thoughts on Fab? Sounds like an awful, really awful, awful fantasy football plan right there. Well, well uh, you, do, do you, you do really limit your points there. Either your defense does good and your quarterback does bad, or your quarterback does good and your defense does bad. I mean, oof. That's not necessarily true. What if what if Wentz throws uh, two hundred eighty yards, two touchdowns, two picks, and one of those picks is a pick six? Wentz is going to walk out of that field with eighteen, and the defense is going to walk out with eighteen, right? Okay, well you're also leaving out the, the seven sacks they're going to give up against them. You know what I mean? Okay, then I get plus seven. Wentz doesn't get minus for that. My no, God, you don't, you don't, sure. and you no, you don't get the minus yardage for the sack. God damn, how long have you played in this league? <laughs> I thought minus yardage for sacks went against your passing total still. It was against the team's passing yards, but not his passing yards. Oh, fuck. I hate you so well, much. I mean, he's the only one throwing the ball. How can that be? Yeah, you lost to me, bitch. How about that? <laughs> 16 and 0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I well, did. That's how it goes in real football. I just assume that's how it went in fantasy. Hell. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, well, game, loser. Do, uh, I'm going to try. Do Where do we want to go next, Shane? I, I, we should have had a better plan. I should have wrote, wrote it down. So this is on me. Uh, we got the Iowa voicemail. Um, our friend from Iowa called in. Um, so let's hit that and hear what he has to say. Uh, for for the record, I have not heard this. John Snow has not heard this. I would assume Shane listened to it already, but this will be the first time <laughs> I am hearing this. Um, looking forward to it. What's up, Sticker Boys? It's the number one fan, uh, Colin from Iowa. Um, my team is awesome, so I put up 160 or something points on my brother, which is pretty pretty good. Um, going to introduce a new segment called "Fu I'm Right," where player profiles get analyzed from people's early season picks. So Chris got one with Devontae Adams. I got a bigger one with Chris Carson. Um, I also get one with Hoppy, my boy DeAndre Hopkins. And um, I don't get one on Travis Kelsey, unfortunately. But, um, you know, there's – one thing that we like more than uh, ranch dressing and famous people from Iowa here in Iowa, and that is Hawkeye tight end. So go ahead, dump your team, and uh, try to get your hands on Noah Fant because uh, he is going to be a stud this year. Um, anyway, I got the rundown from Shane. 
uh, on what happened this week with you guys. Um, I guess, you know, my lead dog, Frankie, let me down and just had a poor showing. So kind of kind of down about that. And I guess Ira just had a big collapse on Monday Night Football. That's just, man, I'm almost as sad as you are, Ira. But uh, anyway, Chris lost, no surprise there. But uh, maybe it was because he got another FU on right with Alvin Kamara. Uh, we'll see, though. But, you know, you got to get uh, seven wins before um, October there, or is it nine wins there? <laughs> um, anyway, so Shane got a win, but again, I think I got another couple FU on rights with uh, DJ Moore and Terry McLaurin not doing too well for him, so uh, that's too bad. Um, what else? Um, yeah, so Chris Carson is my big winner this week. Um, no fans. Yeah, we got through that. Okay, Le'Veon Bell. My gosh, is there like nobody? <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so that was a big risk by me and Shane, but uh, we'll see what pans out. But I guess uh, I got the early call for Frank Gore, so we'll see how that goes. And then another PSA, don't be the guy that is offering low-ball trades or is trying to trade for somebody's first or second-round pick. That just annoys people and kind of ticks them off. So, uh just don't do that, guys. Come on. Um, anyway, hope all's well. We'll see you guys on the flip. And uh, go Hawks. Bye. All right. Well, thanks for calling in again, Mr. Iowa Stud Boy Racing, whatever you said your Twitter handle was. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Let's start with you, Snow. You said he was right about Chris Carson. Didn't that guy only play like 28 snaps the entire game? I mean, yeah, the dude got two touchdowns, but, I mean, that's completely luck. Carlos Hyde could end up being the lead back for that thing, for all we know. That's accurate. And, and my thing is, he says he was, um, you know, uh, right about well, – he, he's bragging about Travis Kelsey, but my whole point was you could have had Alvin Kamara in the first and Travis Kelsey in the second. Or if you wanted Travis Kelsey in the first, you could have taken Devontae Adams over DeAndre Hopkins in the second. Either way, he messed this up. Um, just because it worked one week and he beat his brother, who apparently is even worse at fantasy than he is, doesn't mean he's good. Yeah, uh, you, I mean, the, the Travis Kelsey thing was a total miss. He missed that big time, all right? And I got I got some things here that he needs to hear. You know, I, I appreciate him. It sounded like he liked my team and all, and it's nice. But, I mean, 39 non-quarterbacks outscored Travis Kelsey this week. Four tight ends outscored Travis Kelsey this week. He drafted him ninth overall in 2018. Seventh overall. Seventh. Oh, my God. In 2018, which was by far Kelsey's best year, in half PPR, he scored 243 points. 14 players outscored him that year, non-quarterbacks. So, at best, he should have drafted him 15th overall, at absolute best. So, you got to assume he's going to have – you know, a worse year than 2018, which was the year Pat Mahomes threw 50 fucking touchdowns, right? He drafted him seventh overall. That's just In our draft, Kelsey was drafted for $26. 27 non-QB players are drafted in front of him. That's a third rounder. He drafted him in the first. I like this guy, all right, because he seems like he likes my team. He's funny or whatever. But, you know, there's a saying, you know, you could fuck a million bitches. You suck one dick, you're a cocksucker. This guy drafted a tight end in the first round. He could win a million leagues. He drafted a tight end in the first round. I can't take anything he says seriously. 
Sorry. <laughs> Do we have to bleep that out? <laughs> uh, no, that's staying. Oh, that is what an analogy. Oh, my God. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> holy shit. I did not see that one coming. Um, I'm sorry. He got me hot. All right. He got yeah, me hot. That I was like fun. that he liked my team. I like that he wins a lot of leagues or whatever the hell he fucking plays in. But, you know, we're playing a super competitive league here besides Ira. And you just can't get away with that. Take shots fired. I don't want to hear you dogging players. You know, when, whenever, you know, you're drafting that guy seventh overall. I was giving him two spots credit by saying ninth overall. Jesus. Shots fired towards that, Iowa. I, I got to say, that was the most beautiful rant in SBFL podcast history. I mean, Snow went for a good Yeah, well, that's how you do it, KJ. Shots fired. Shots fired. There you go. Wow. I've was, got nothing to add after that. I, no, I I'm done. Just, uh, yeah. We could just move on. Um, do we want to move on to power rankings? Uh, we've got seven minutes on this Zoom timer, so we can hit up power rankings, uh, end the Zoom, and then start a new one. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let me play I'm the good. power rankings. Power rankings review. So we got our power rankings on Tuesday. Um, it did feel like Mike kind of mailed it in a little. Just being honest, um, did, they, did you guys feel like he mailed it in a little? Uh, he mailed it in. <laughs> I got to be honest, I kind of mailed it in on reading. I'm trying to scroll right now to find him because I don't remember a single thing in him. Oh wait, hold on. I could just yeah. Uh, I mean, we're. I think we just got used to him doing, you know, fantastic ones, and then you know he, he did. He melted it a little bit, but I can't blame the guy. Everyone's busy. Shit. Oh, I'm not. I'm not blaming him. <laughs> I'm just saying. You got. I think Shane. I think if you look at your screen, it should be on there. Um, but he, the big kind of big things, I guess you could say, he's got the rats one, raccoons two. Those. I mean, those Too are. Low interchangeable you have one of the best owners in the league and then the, the current champ so i'm not going to hate on those two he has the south bend swines jumped from nine all the way up to three now they did beat a premier franchise in the cape may campers but do you think that was worthy enough to jump nine spots no no next okay question. that was great analysis guys let's move on to the next one well, you caught us off guard with that one, but I got one. All right, here's my here's my uh, problem with what he said. You know, like besides the raccoons being, you know, ranked second, you know, too low. All right. Usually, I don't have that big of problems with what he what he his rankings or whatever. Besides, for some reason, in 2019, after coming off undefeated season, he decided to rank me uh, seventh best overall for some reason. And this year, you know. He claims that he doesn't look at fantasy points. He just looks at wins or whatever. And then he comes out and ranks the Cutlers, who won ninth overall just because they didn't score enough points. So I feel like there's a little contradiction in his rankings right there. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, the points don't matter until they do. I mean, apparently. if you win, if winning's what you look at, I mean, they should, he should be at worst six. Right, which was my whole argument when he was on the Power Rankings podcast in August. My, my yeah, biggest, like I said, I usually don't have a problem with his rankings, but this, I mean, I'm finding a contradiction here. My, my question is, how did the Altamont Fire gain two spots in the power rankings? After that abysmal draft, the running back room's getting worse. He's got more wide receiver injuries. He lost. He didn't have a good points total. How does he gain two spots in the ranks? I guess he just had him. I mean, you know, he just thought he was going to do so badly that he would be second to worst in the league or third to worst in the league, but I guess people proved him. People like Frank, who I guess have been fake 
paces the whole time. Well, we've you been know, telling about me, that that's for sure. Months now. Jesus. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. He tricked me. When he didn't know more than 1,000-yard rusher, I was like, God, I can't believe I thought this guy was good at fantasy football. Yeah, I, I, I guess we can end on this, and this is a big uh, F you to Iowa boy. Uh, the Cape May Campers are power ranked seventh this week, not ninth. So suck it, Iowa. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and move into trivia time. Could it be, uh, trivia time. All right. This is trivia. One one of you might get it very quickly. Of the six teams that started the season 0-1 last year, how many made the playoffs and who were they? Me, one. There you go. That's one. I knew you'd get that one. <laughs> I guess the answer is more than one then. It is more than one, yeah. Snow was the one. I knew he'd get it because I knew he was the guest. But there was somebody else that started 0-1 who made the playoffs. I have uh, no idea. I'll go with Stocko. It is both of you at the same time. It is Mike Stocko. He actually scored like 90 points last year. Oh, I do remember that. Um, I, yeah, I remember that. Cause I remember I was dogging him for drafting, uh, uh, David Montgomery. And I yep. knew that was just the world's stupidest thing. I wonder what idiot would do that. Yep. The other losers in week one last year, the campers got shit on by the steamers. Uh, we didn't make the playoffs. The Cobras lost to Portsmouth. Didn't make the playoffs. South Bend lost to the Space Force, did not make the playoffs, obviously a sticker bitch. And then the Lady Boys lost and didn't make the playoffs. So there you go. That was true. Also time. obviously. Yeah, that's, that's, you're right. That's a good point. That is also <laughs> obvious. So we move into our week two preview. And let's look at this. And I mean, we can start right now. Let's start with the campers and the Baines, um, who really are having a showdown right now between Baker and Burrow as I turn around and watch the game, as we're recording, uh, Burrow had a nice drive, scored two points. Baker's answering it. He's got two points already. What do you guys from a neutral perspective think about the campers and the Baines this week? Uh, I think calling it a showdown is pretty generous. Um, nobody really cares about those two guys. Um, but in terms of the matchup, I, I like the campers here uh, because I'm still not solo on Mike's team. He did put Miles Sanders in the lineup. Who knows how healthy he'll be? Um, you know, Matt Ryan playing Dallas. That could be a decent game. Um, but I still like the campers to beat the Baines and put the Baines back where they belong at one and one. Yeah, I mean, I like I've said I said it at the beginning, I like Stocko's team, and I think that's a playoff team for sure. But uh week one he scored seven regular touchdowns and two quarterback passing touchdowns. And I think he's going to come down to earth a little bit there because he's got some tough matchups, you know, Juju at, Den- at Denver, Jacobs at NOLA, Sanders at Rams. And I just – I think the camper's going to pull one out here, man. I, I do have some good matchups too if you look down my lineup. I, I, I Absolutely. I, I obviously like the campers this week, but from an unbiased opinion, I definitely like the campers as Baker scurries for a first down. All right. That's half a point for the campers. Chalk it up there. We officially <laughs> have taken the lead on Gotham city. Um, all right. So now let's go to, well, I'm going to save that matchup. Let's go. Cuddlers steamers. Cuddlers were 11th scored, but they did get the win playing the steamers. Who you guys got? Well, 
AJ Green might already be hurt or nicked up first play of the game. I'm not watching currently, but I just He has come that. back. He's come back. Oh, he's back. Yep. All right. Well, he still stinks. Um, Devin Singletary getting the start. Antonio Gibson. Uh, I don't know what happened to the Cuddlers squad already. Uh, oh, James Conner. That's what happened. Yes. Um, I don't necessarily like the Steamers squad, but I'm going to have to pick them because the Cuddlers are just terrible. Um, you know, Cream Hunt should come on pretty strong in the second half in this game tonight. Look, the Steamers are better than the Cuddlers in almost every facet of fantasy football. But the Cuddlers owner, Anthony's luck is untethered and knows no bounds. <laughs> and I think that motherfucker is going to win this week. I actually have the cuddlers too. I just can't pick Teddy Bridgewater to win games. I mean, I'd be I'd put them both at one and one. So, um, or no, if you're picking the cuddlers, I'd put Anthony at two and zero. Well, which would uh, be interesting. But, y'all's phone's about I to mean, blow up with some hammers because Nick Chubb just scored about a 15 yard touchdown. So, uh, that's next, unfortunate. And, and you know what? That's actually a good segue. Let's jump to the Mexico City game. They are playing your Virginia Beach Purple Cobras. So that Nick Chubb touchdown really, really will sting a little bit um, as the Hammers take a pretty good double digit lead on the Cobras. Uh, they also have Austin Hooper playing tonight. I'll go first. Um, I like the hammers to upset. It does help that I just watched his running back score a touchdown. Um, But I do like the hammers to upset. I think, well, you know what? Deshaun Watson versus Baltimore. I might have to flip flop here. I might have to flip flop. Man, this is a tough one. All right. You know what? Snow, you go first. Well, this has absolutely, absolutely nothing to do with that touchdown. You just told me about because I have it all written down here beforehand, but I think the hammers, are going to pull this one away. Nothing to do with Shane or his bad team or nothing like that. I just think, you know, Chubb's not going to be game planned out. And I think Breeze is going to come back and have another big, have a, a big game after a bad first week. So I, that's it. And I, it's very close. Those two teams, I think could both make playoffs easy. All right. I'll take Mexico city too. I'll just piggyback on everything he just said so I can stop flip-flopping Shane. Uh, no, I've got to beat. I've got to beat at quarterback. I've got to beat at wide receiver. I've got him beat at running back, and I certainly haven't beat at tight end. Uh, Nick Chubb scoring does kind of suck. I was hoping to be a Kareem Hunt night, and it still might be later. Um, but the more the Browns get up, the less Toster. Austin Hooper is going to be involved. Um, so if he can come out of this with less than 30 total, I still feel pretty good about my chances here. Let's go to a matchup which is going to guarantee us a 2-0 and squad. We got the Rats and the Swines. Snow? Man, how can you go against uh, Derrick Henry? That's, that's swine all day, baby. Yeah, he didn't even need I Derrick mean, I, Henry I to think, beat me. I think I think the Rats are the better team. But next- uh, you got to beat rats. that. You got to beat yeah. that out too. By the way. Yeah, sure, dude. That's two of them. <laughs> My bad, buddy. <laughs> what the hell was that? Um. Anyway, yeah, I'm going with the Rats. I don't know why. I'm just picking the rats. I like the swine. I, I felt the full force of the uh, the little piggies there last week. Um, I, I'm taking they the swine. Rats, man. I, yeah, do they? I mean, they eat anything. They eat dead bodies. Oh, all right. Um, I, I think Rodgers has another monster game in him. I think Jimmy G against the Jets is going to have a nice game. 
Also, I mean, Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry in his backfield. I, I, I think the Swines go to 2-0, and um, which brings us to the reverse end of that, which is the Rattlesnakes and the Seamen. We will have a guaranteed 0-2 team. Who is going to be the winner and who is going to 0-2, Shane? Um, as much as I hate to say it, I think Ira is going to win this game. I do enjoy when Ira is in the basement. Um, but Frank's team, as we said before, it's just not very good. His projection is already going down. Um, granted only by a point so far, but you know, I, I think it's still the first quarter. Uh, yeah. Well, he only has Jarvis Landry, um, and Jarvis Landry has one catch for nine yards on the first drive. So not a bad start, but uh, you know, how those projections work. Uh, just not a big fan of his team. So I'm going with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Frank's team is just not very good. It's kind of injured, you know, I mean, I've said it time and time again, the only person that can stop Saquon Barkley is Jason Garrett. And I think he's going to try and do that again this year or this week. Got to go with the Rattlers. I'm taking the semen just from a rooting interest standpoint. Um, I, I just don't want to root for Ira and I really want Ira to keep losing because it's funny. So uh, sorry about that, Ira, but I just, just from, from my, uh, my heart, I, I want to see you lose. So, um, and then that brings us to the King of the Hill matchup, John Snow, your King of the Hill for week one, week two, excuse me. He welcomes the Altamont fire, the rookie in the league in what, appears on paper to be a lopsided matchup. And I know Snow is going to pick the raccoons, but would you like to at least uh, talk a little shit if you you so please? Yeah, I mean, where is he better at than me? I'm not even sure his wide receivers are better than mine. I mean, I know everyone's going to say they are, but I mean, DeAndre Hopkins and meh, you know, I mean, I think my three are probably better than his three. My running backs are otherworldly better than his and uh Lamar Jackson's better than Pat Mahomes. Cam Newton's better than that bum in Dallas. I mean I don't know how I lose here. It almost looks like the fire didn't draft running backs. They just kind of picked up, you know, guys on the waiver wire that were left over afterwards. Um and then like you said, what it looks like they did. When you're comparing them against Clyde Edwards Alaire, Kenyon Drake and now Jonathan Taylor, uh that's a tough one. Uh, and, you know, his edge was normally normal weeks, Pat Mahomes and Dak Prescott come at the quarterbacks, uh, but he's playing Lamar Jackson this week. Uh, and then Cam Newton who had a good week last week. So this will be a blowout. Snow is going to get another King of the Hill crown, I think. And I, we might even have a favorite for um, to compete with Frank for sticker bitch after this matchup's over. Uh, I will oh, say, whoa, Jesus. I, I will say this. Um, I'm not picking the fire. But just for, you know, for content purposes to make this a little bit entertaining, uh, first of all, your wide receivers are not better than his. You have uh, They're not. <laughs> Hollywood Brown, Will Fuller, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He has DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin, and Nikhil Harry. So they're not. Um, I know you said that. Well, Chris but- Godwin's got a concussion right now, and Nikhil Harry's not very good. I mean, he's got literally D-Hop. I still think, uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on Godwin. If Godwin plays, they're better. If he doesn't. There, maybe. Uh, okay. Cool. Three, I had I had three. All three of my wide receivers outscored Godwin last week. Just saying. That's fine. DeAndre Hopkins had a monster game, though. And now he plays. My three outscored their three. Excuse me. The Washington football team beat that out too. Oh yeah. Sorry. Um. Uh, yeah, but 
but usually the fire's advantage is that quarterback. It's not there this week. Uh, I don't see a path to a fire victory, although I will be rooting for him um, just because I like to see Snow lose like I like to see Ivor lose. Uh, no, I'm rooting yeah. for Snow. I'd like to see a solidified sticker pitch race that doesn't involve me. Um, Snow's going to make the playoffs either way, so I'll see him there. Uh, well, that wraps it up for our picks for the fantasy world. Let's go to our pick six for the NFL pick six. Um, and me, Noonan, and Shane went a very impressive combined 0-6 last week. <laughs> Not a single pick was picked correctly. Uh, so let's see if we can turn that around. Uh, maybe – for those out there listening, you just want to fade all these. Just pick pick against us, and you'll, you'll be rich. Uh, Snow, what's your first pick? Um, I think the Bengals are plus six. I don't think there's any way they're going to lose by that. They're currently losing by four. Do you want to change that pick? Not at all. All right. Joe so Burrow, got, baby. He's got the Bengals plus six. Uh, my first pick, I'm taking the Dolphins plus six. I, at home, in front of a raucous 13,000 that they're letting into Hard Rock Stadium this weekend. I think the Dolphins' money line, I do think we're going to beat Buffalo outright. My first pick, uh, changing it up from what I thought I was going with, we're going the Steelers minus seven. Uh, that defensive front was very impressive, especially when you were holding the quarterback under the team. Uh, I don't think Drew Locke is going to handle that well, so I'm going with Steelers minus seven. And the Broncos are coming off a short week after that crappy – well, I guess they're both coming off that Monday night game. But the Broncos played three hours later, so it's technically a shorter week. There you go. Uh, Snow, what's your second pick? Pat, Patriots plus four against the Seahawks. I just don't – I think it's going to be a, a grinded out, slow, you know, game. I, the, Patriots led, uh, the Patriots led the league in rushing attempts last or in the first week. And we all know the Seahawks and are prone to rushing it just because they, they aired it out first week doesn't mean they're going to change that up for the rest of the season. I think it's going to end up being some awful, awful game, like 13-3, to three, and Patriots are going to cover the spread. My second pick, I am taking the Chicago Bears, John Snow's Chicago Bears, minus the 5.5 against the Giants this week. Uh, I think I'm predicting, no bias here, a huge game for Allen Robinson and a huge game for David Montgomery. You'd be wrong. No faith in dimes. He was throwing – Danny Danny was throwing some dimes the other night. He just had those two, you know, blunders. But How much he, did they lose to the, the Steelers by? I forget what the final was. It was like 10 points or something, I think. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, no, no way the Bears are only 10 points worse than the Steelers, man. You, that's off pick. No one, no one go off that. <laughs> Finish um, it up. My last pick is going to be the LA Rams plus one for the same reasons I just picked the Steelers. Uh, that Eagles offensive line is just absolutely atrocious. Carson Wentz was seeing ghosts uh, a la Sam Darnold, and now he gets to play against Aaron Donald. Um, I think Aaron Donald and the Rams are going to wreck that offensive line uh, and possibly break Carson Wentz. So I'm going Rams plus one. There you have it. Check. Aaron Donald's worth three points himself. And I just want to point this out, and I wanted to wait till after the pick segment to point this out. But um, when John Snow listened to the podcast last Friday, he immediately made fun of me on the pick segment for picking the Thursday night game. 
And then when we, I said, okay, what picks are you going to have? So I could put it in the spreadsheet for the show. His very first pick was the Thursday night game. So I just want to point that out. Uh, well, I noted. mean, you know, I, I wanted to pick a winner. I mean, Jesus. And that is a good segue uh, into our final segment tonight. And, well, you know what? I'll just, I'll just hit it. Crazy Ira and the Deuce. I'm 2.7. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Crazy Ira and the Douche. I'm your host, Crazy Ira. This is my co-host, the Douche. Say hi, Douche. What's up? All right. On this week's episode, we're going to be giving out an award called Douche of the Week. And that basically goes to whoever said the craziest, stupidest, or just most outright wrong thing of the week. And with this cast of characters, I think we're going to be able to, uh, we're going to have plenty of material every week. You know, with these 12 guys and that, that hick from, uh, Iowa, I think we're going to be ready to go. That being said, I'm going to kick it over to my co-host and let him go. All right. So uh, I actually have three um, douches of the week. And uh, my first uh, douche of the week is uh, Commissioner Chris Kiernan. Um, He decided to make up fucking random uh, assistant commissioners uh, for his board. Uh, And he's got Stocko as the commissioner, assistant commissioner up up in the north. He's got Shane in the south. I asked him, I don't see why I shouldn't be the commissioner on the West because I'm the furthest West. And then I remembered that uh, Putin is, uh, is probably a little bit more further West than I am. But, you know, as commissioner, as commissioner in the West, I would handle all Putin requests, all uh, Iowa requests, because um, that's also West. But, I mean, you know, whatever, man. It's his funeral if he wants to go <laughs> that route. So. All right, man. So that's that's my first douche of the week. I like that. That's now. such an Ira thing. You go over here and think you're the most west, and then we got a guy all the way in Iowa. <laughs> totally fucking, totally fucking forgot about Noonan and, uh, and and the Iowa guy. I mean, he's pretty much the thirteenth member, so why not? All right. Well, I like that one. Here's my second runner-up. I got uh, Chris Kiernan of the Can't Make Campers, who says when picking teams, the campers are going to have a shield your eyes, run away sweep of the swine this week. And then immediately after, get absolutely smoked by Noonan and the swine. I mean, it was it was a bloodbath. It was a, it was absolutely a shield your eyes, runaway sweep, but for the campers. So you know, if you're gonna come out that strong, I feel like you gotta at least perform. And he just laid a complete egg. He's got a lot of egg on his face after that one. Yeah, he's uh, he was struggling for sure. He was absolutely struggling that week, man. I, I, was- I mean, just wrong. That was more wrong than a Hillary Clinton sex tape. I mean, just awful. <laughs> yeah, it was b- both things I do not want to watch ever again. I never want to see Chris uh, Chris against a swine because I, I don't like watching murders uh, happen live. But, you know, hey, man, that's what happens when you're a douche. <laughs> well, let's hear who's your number two. Um, my number two. Let's see here. I got. OK. Um, I have Chris as my number two douche of the week. Uh, we played, uh, we played, we played, yeah, I know, right? We played this new game, um, Among Us that, uh, the entire, you know, SBFL nation is going crazy for. And he fucking sucks at that too. I mean, you'd think that he would be good at something. I mean, but no, he, he's just as bad in Among Us as he is in, in fantasy football. And it, it's not even a game that takes skill, it's just a, it's a fun, almost luck based game. And he fucking sucked at that too. He couldn't figure out how to get the chat going either. Uh, I mean, I can't, I don't know. I mean, okay. He's just, he's just a total idiot. Okay. I got a question. What's he better, better at among us or flip cup? Uh, 
I mean, apparently he majored in flip cup at West Virginia. And um, as you oh, know, that's uh, nice to know because I whooped his ass at that. Uh, what's yeah, he better at, Madden or flip cup? Uh, I, I, Madden or Among Us. I think he's pretty shitty at all three of them. Oh, good because I whooped his ass at Madden too. Just you know, putting it out there. I do remember those. I do remember both of those. And uh, yeah, he was. He, he might have killed me in flip cup because that wasn't what I majored in at NC State, the, the real premier university of SPFL. Um, highly educated. Yeah, highly ever. educated. Highly educated. But you know what? That, that's enough about me for, for my number two. Why don't you go ahead and take your number two? All right. Uh, this is one of my favorite ones. For number two or my runner up, I also got to give it to Chris Kieran of the KMA Campers for ranking Joe Burrow the worst ranked pick of the entire auction. Joe Burrow for $15. And then week one, Joe Burrow comes out and outscores Carson Wentz, who was bought for $16, and almost doubles Baker Mayfield, who was scored for $14, or was paid for $14. And guess who drafted both of those quarterbacks? Chris fucking Kiernan. What an asshole. Yeah, that was a, that was a bad call on his part. I mean, Burrow went out there, and he's going to go out there again uh, on Thursday this week and just absolutely crush Baker in a head-to-head. So that that I, I'm so excited to watch that. I mean, yeah. Joe Burrow goes out there. He throws touchdowns. He runs touchdowns. He fucks cheerleaders in between halftime. You know, he does it all. Yeah, and I don't know if you remember watching that um, that national championship game. He went and got some money from Odell, and then Odell was, you know, getting shit on, literally. Yeah, we sure as fuck ain't weeks. helping out Baker. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, who you got for number one? Disgrace. Uh, my number one is the Kate May Campers head coach and general manager Chris Kiernan. Um, he he selected. I don't know if you remember this or not. We, we do our little um, our draft uh, recap, uh, our, our voting for best and worst draft. He had Frank the Seaman. He had them as the best draft, and that team sucked shit last week. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you right now, I know a lot about teams that just suck shit, and that team <laughs> sucked shit. I at least fell apart Monday night. At, technically, Tuesday, Tuesday morning, I fell apart Tuesday morning. But he, his pick for best draft absolutely was terrible. And I know, part I know, that, they didn't even score 100 fucking points, man. Dude, I had 100 points by 2 o'clock. <laughs> now, now, with the semen though, it, and the worst part about him picking the semen as the as the best draft, they're going to start off zero and two because you know who they're playing in week two. The uh, fucking no, rattlesnakes. The fucking rattlesnakes are coming back, and they're going to beat them. But this is this isn't about Frank. This is about Chris picking the semen as the best draft. Absolutely terrible. Hashtag fuck you, Frank. Yeah, uh, I mean it's one it. thing. It's one thing to come out here and and you know lose week one, but you could have at least scored 135 points and lost. I mean, that's a, that's a respectable outing. You would have still been pretty good, but he Absolutely. didn't score fucking 90 points. I mean, just completely atrocious. I don't and, know how you know, think I'm, that team was good. I'm, I'm glad you picked Chris Kiernan as douche of the week because like, you know, I mean, you're appropriately nicknamed the douche. I mean, you didn't just, you earned that title. We didn't just give it to you. You know, you right. earned it. Absolutely. So, being nicknamed douche, you would probably know a thing or two about douches, which I means do. you would probably know a thing or two about people who deserve to win an award douche of the week. 
And since you give years to Chris, Chris Kiernan of the Cape May Campers, it makes me feel good to know he's at least deserving of it. Because I also gave mine to Chris Kiernan of the Cape May Campers for ranking Jon Snow and the Kentucky Raccoons as the worst ranked draft of the entire SPFL 2020 auction. And you know what happened week one? The Kentucky Raccoons came out and fucking destroyed. They led the league in fucking scoring. They came, they're king of the hill, king of the ring, whatever the hell you want to fucking call them. They're the fucking kings, all right? So, Chris Kiernan had the balls to come out here and rank them after being an undefeated champion, a fourth time in a row playoff contender. How many times has Chris Kiernan, they can't make campers, made playoffs in the last four years? Zero. That's how many times. And then he ranks the, the worst draft the best and then he ranks the best draft the worst and for that i gotta give him douche of the week which means he's won the rare and illustrious double douche of the week award and you know what he can do with that award ira he can take two giant steps back and shove it right up his candy ass because john snow said so fuck him i'm out all right. Anyways, Crazy Ira, it was a pleasure. Thank you, Douche. All right. Thank you, Crazy Ira and Douche. Uh, another <laughs> great segment. Uh, one of my favorite recurring segments. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it is it is a segment. I will leave it at yeah, that. That Crazy Ira guy sounds hot, let me tell you. <laughs> Um, well, that wraps it up for our episode six going into week two. I hope you all enjoyed listening. Um, certainly enjoyed having the King of the Hill on the podcast this week with an absolute historic podcast rant uh, when the Iowa guy called in. So thanks for being on the show. Hey, thank you for having me. I hope I can do it again. All right. We'll see you guys later. Shout out to all my farmers in Iowa. Uh, shout out Mrs. Snow and shout out Mrs. Noonan. We'll catch you next week.
your mind. 